Hey moms, please keep in mind that I am not a mental health professional. This space is simply for creating conversations. If you are in crisis, please dial 988 for the National Crisis Hotline. If you are in danger, please call 911 or go to your nearest emergency department. Now, let's talk. Hey moms, it's really nice to see you today. Uh, I know I say it just about every week, but I'm really excited about today's episode. I got a chance to talk to Heather uh, a couple weeks ago, a little bit about what she does. So just to jump right into it, we're gonna talk to Heather Creason today about healing at the cellular level, uh, which, is, which is really interesting. So we're gonna go ahead and just jump right in. Heather, thank you very much for being here today. So Heather, you own Defy Your Limits, and we're gonna talk about what you said, healing at the cellular level. Can you tell us you know, what, what you do, what that means? Well, first, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. This is, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, what I do is, just help people get to the root cause of unresolved health concerns, um, different chronic illnesses and mysterious symptoms they're experiencing, kind of people who've fallen through the cracks of Western medicine, possibly even functional medicine, and they just feel lost and they don't know where to turn. And so that's over like my years, mom I know. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, over the years, I've been doing this for 16 years and have been on a continuous journey of discovery, but I get all those people as clients all the time. And they're like, we don't, we don't know what to do. So I'm not that first barrier. I'm not a doctor. I'm not any of those first lines that people turn to. I'm typically the last. And that, so I get to have very long conversations with people and, and find all these different symptoms they're experiencing and find the common ground and how to help people out. That's excellent. So I don't think we talked about this before, but um, I have a mom friend who was just recently diagnosed with fibromyalgia. But what's really weird is she doesn't actually fit those boxes. They're just trying to put her somewhere. So when healing at the cellular level, what we're talking about today, is that something like, is that a fibromyalgia? I mean, that, that box of, well, we don't know. So we're going to go with this. Mm -hmm. like, those are all the people I get. Okay, perfect. Uh perfect so yeah and the great thing the great thing i'm not a physician i don't diagnose i don't treat i don't prescribe and i don't unprescribe medication so i get to look at people in an entirely different uh an entirely different way and when they come to me with a lot of symptoms i know if, if you're experiencing symptoms they can be really overwhelming because you're the one going through it but when i see a lot of symptoms i'm like wow this is your body telling us the path we need to take for healing and our bodies communicate in so many different ways. And instead of looking at symptoms negatively, like, oh man, this just popped up and this popped up and I'm dealing with this. It's like, let's use that to inform us so that we can get a better path and strategy moving forward. That's excellent. Okay. So big question, how? I, I like to make it really, really simple. Um, I just start looking at how cells work. And one of the first things that cells need um, in order to rebuild, we need the energy and the repair elements. Um, and when I'm talking about energy, I'm not talking about caffeine supplements or uh, different 
drinks and powders and potions that have caffeine and, and different stimulants like that. But it's like looking at the minerals and looking at um, amino acids, stuff like that, that our body needs in order to have the energy to heal and repair, because those processes take a lot of energy. And we can't ask our body to do anything if we don't have the energy to do it. So that's where I'll bring in supplements in the very beginning of a person's healing journey. I'm not somebody who likes to have people on supplements um, long term, but in the very beginning, that can really be advantageous to help people heal. But then this is the part I love. You start um, in order for cells to be healthy, they need the ability to get rid of waste and toxins. If too much, um, too much of the waste and toxins are surrounding the cells, you're not going to be able to get nutrients and oxygen into the cells to start repairing them. So the first thing we need is uh, the ability to get waste and toxins out. And I have loved this because in the massage and bodywork industry, which is where I started, um, I got to look at the lymphatic system. And that was one of my favorite trainings that I've ever taken. Um, learning how to clear the lymph nodes, get lymph moving and all of this. But as you look at how the entire body works together, you're like, well, how do you get healthy lymph? Well, our liver makes about 50% of our lymph. So in order to have healthy lymph that's cleaning us out at that cellular level, we need to have our liver, um, our liver working well. Um, that is connected to our gallbladder and, and bile. So bile, um, we don't think about it a whole lot because, um, we we have gallbladder surgery They're like ah oh, you don't need that um but our our bile is very important it does a lot of things for us but one of its jobs is that it's a binder so when the liver goes through detoxification the bile binds to the toxins that the liver processes takes them to the colon and gets them out which leads me to my next point of getting rid of waste and toxins we have to be having regular bowel movements to um that's the foundation of detox we have to be having regular bowel movements to heal and some people um, are very, very constipated and haven't had regular bowel movements in years. And so all of this stuff starts tying together. Um, another way is that we need to get ourselves healthy is to regulate um, stress and not just the stressors around us, but the physiological stress within us. And and I mean, I, mean, I could go on forever about all this stuff and rein me in whenever you want. But um we need those things in place, and then that's how we're able to get the nutrients and oxygen into our cells to heal. That's so fascinating. I uh, I don't have a gallbladder. I ended up with stones that were stuck, and we tried a lot of different things, and finally I just gave up because of the pain. Um, but you are often told, like, oh, you don't need that that organ. Like, that's not important. But since my surgery, I've learned all the ways you do need it, and now I learned a new way. So that's lovely that I don't have that. <laughs> you can you can take good supplements for that. Hopefully you get on a good one that can help that process along. Well, I think maybe we'll talk a little bit and you can recommend yeah. a new one. So that's excellent. So um, so you sent me some questions because this was such a new topic to me uh, and I wanted to make sure I understood things you know a little bit better. But um so this is a great one. When people come to you with a list of symptoms they're experiencing, how do you determine where to start? Well, that that's what I was talking about too. Oh, that I, is, that is like the first right thing there. I ask people, like, I don't care if you have a headache. I don't care if you have pain. I don't care what's going on. Are you having one to two bowel movements per day? That's where you start. Um, that's where I start because we're not detoxing. We're not doing anything else. If, um, if you're not pooping, like we're going to get that nailed down 
and we'll move forward. Um, my sister is listening to this. <laughs> it, well, it's just amazing. And even if even if somebody is having um, diarrhea, that can still be a sign of there could be underlying constipation or a ton of other issues, but the body's just trying to get it out. And you could still be constipated even though you don't feel like it. The body's so tricky that way. Um, but yeah, I'll look at that. And then um, I have different assessments I'll take people through to see like, okay, is it your liver and bile? What's going on? But I just work my way through the body's drainage pathways because um, we've got to be getting that stuff out in order to start healing. And then once you have that on board, you can start dealing with some of those root cause issues, whether it's um, mold or industrial toxins, um, heavy metal poisoning there's there's so much um our our air has so much pollution in it um the fertilizers glyphosate um that oh my goodness it's in our air our water our food and even if you get organic food they're watering your food with um water that's been contaminated with glyphosate for the most part so everybody says well eat like your ancestors great we can't because we live in a different day and age <laughs> we are exposed to so many different levels of toxins that they never had to deal with. And so we need strategies to to help us be resilient in this day and age. And so like glyphosate, um, if people have heard of leaky gut or those types of things, glyphosate is one of the huge reasons behind that. So a lot of functional medicine will say that um, leaky gut is the root cause of stuff, but I want to look deeper and seeing see what is causing that leaky gut. A lot of times that's glyphosate. And so you get these chronic... Um, bowel issues, chronic gut issues, and that can be linked to glyphosate because it's everywhere. And there are strategies to help detox this from the body, um, but that goes back. We've got to be pooping. We've got to have good liver function. We've got to have our lymphatic system working well and just make an efficient drainage system in our whole body so that we can be resilient in the face of all of this stuff. Wow. So, okay. So when we talk about the lymphatic system and the lymphatic massages, this is something I've always been confused about. I had surgery and they said, get lymphatic massages for the surgery, but I've never really understood lymphatic massage outside of just like the surgery to, to move junk around. So explain why lymphatic, uh, lymphatic massages are so different and so vital. So explain to listeners who have never heard of lymphatic massage what that is. Number one, you are not alone in that you didn't know what it was all about because most people don't know what it's all about. I didn't for a long time and I was dealing with the body. Um, typically, we'll be familiar with the lymphatic system uh, if somebody gets lymphoma, a type of cancer. Um, we'll, be, we'll know if we have swollen glands up here which are swollen lymph nodes if we have an infection, or if, like you, if someone has had surgery and they need a specific type of lymphatic drainage to help with the swelling. Other than that, we're not really thinking about it a whole lot. Um, the lymphatic system is absolutely incredible. There, and there are certain techniques for um, uh, post-surgical techniques that are very, very effective, but they're working on one area. And your lymphatic system is throughout your entire body. Um, the, one of the ways I love to describe it is um, like an aquarium. So, I mean, you've got your fish, you've got coral, you've got plants, and the water's crystal clear. It's, it's beautiful. You look in there. And the conditions in that aquarium are maintained by your filtration system. 
Um, and the pipes aren't glamorous, they're not fancy, but they're essential for maintaining the health of that aquarium and to keep everything teeming with life. But if the filters get clogged, if the pumps aren't, aren't working, um, that water stagnates, it gets cloudy, and if you get that slimy green algae, um, your fish start getting sick, they're, they're starved for oxygen and nutrients. And you can empty out the water, you can scrub the tank, and, and that would be the equivalent of our Western medicine. We're like, oh, let's just put some pills on top of it. Let's let's do this or let's do a detox. Um, but if you, if you don't fix that filtration system and the pumps and the filters, the aquarium's going to get sick again and return to that diseased state. Um, our lymphatic system works in a similar way. So it's always um, cleansing and nourishing our cells. So the lymphatic system brings good things to the cells and then it does take the waste and toxins away. So it's that exchange um, around the cells. And um, I just blanked on the word I want. I have mom brain. Um, oh, the interstitial space. So interstitial fluid, um, that's the area. So you have stuff that comes out of your capillaries. Um, it doesn't go directly into the cells. It goes into the fluid that's around the cells. That's your interstitial space. And I mean, this this area of study, there's so much more depth. Um, they haven't discovered anything about it. it. It's so rich. It's so cool. But that's where this exchange of fluid and nutrients and oxygen and waste, all of that is taking place. Um, and then the lymphatic system comes in and takes away that waste and toxins, puts it into the liver. And... Um, we have a lot of areas that uh, specifically around joints that have a higher concentration of lymph nodes. So when people come into me with uh, joint pain or different things like that, I said, well, maybe it's not your joints. Maybe it's the lymph nodes in the joints that are congested and swollen. We'll have, we'll have to look and dig deeper into a, a person's history and their story. But um, I, I always start our lymphatic system um, drains into the subclavian veins, which are right behind the collarbones. And that's where it drains back into the heart to get into the bloodstream. So if, if you've heard anything about lymphatic massage, they're typically started, they'll teach dry brushing or something, and they'll work from the extremities inward toward the heart. I look at it a little bit differently. Um, it's like a traffic jam. You can't get cars at the, at the back of the line to move anywhere. Um, you have to get the cars at the front of the line moving first, and then traffic can start to flow. And I think of that similarly with the lymphatic system. You've got to clear the lymph nodes and, and vessels closest to where they drain into the heart. And then you can work your way out to the extremities, out to the hands, down to the feet. Um, and I found it really powerful in practice to work in that way because you can get all the fluid flowing together again. Wow. Okay, so... I, I actually, I'm going to look up lymphatic masseuses, massagers, mas ma massage therapist. I'm going to look it up uh, when we're done on this call. But so those are some of the things like you're giving me like th questions to ask, right? Like, right. Because not every lymphatic drainage therapist will work that way. Right. So that's, that's really important. We can't just run and make an appointment with a lymphatic uh, massage specialist and just expect like magic to happen. Right. Um, and like it's, anyone um, else. Any person who's gone through those trainings um, is is highly educated, but there are different lines of thought when it comes to it. So you have to, um, the ones who take care of surgical procedures and all of that, they're highly educated in how to do it well after a surgery, but they might not be working in that same lymphatic drainage order that you would want for general wellness. Um, 
So it really comes down to the specific goals you have. But a lot of the people I work with, um, they're looking for more of that. What can we do on a daily basis for wellness? They haven't um, necessarily had surgery. I'm not working in that capacity with them. But just what can we do to optimize our health? Because we're fighting so many things that are coming at our bodies. Um, and we need to be very efficient at getting them out. So, so what about postpartum? I mean, when you go through childbirth or a C-section or whatever way you, you uh, bring a baby into the world, you are often, not always, but often pumped full of medications. I know I opted for that route because I was a wimp. Um, but I did opt for the pain medications. I was super constipated because I had an episiotomy. So going to the bathroom was almost impossible for like a month. Um, there's all the emotions, all the crap, all the everything. I felt like a darn mess. I felt like it was terrible. And I, I mean, not just physically, mentally too, it would, you know, postpartum sets in and I've learned a lot about how the body and the mind like work together. And so like, I, I think about, do you have experience with people who've just given birth or had a baby or I don't even know how to C-section vaginal birth, however you get a baby. Um, is it beneficial for them to get lymphatic massages in particular to get things going? Cause I feel like if you're physically better then you know, postpartum is serious, but if you physically feel better, you're mentally better equipped to handle it. Yes. <laughs> this is, this is very fresh for me. My little guy is six months old. Um, wow. and I'm still going through some stuff. Just, um, this is my second kid. So it was a little more challenging, just the entire process. So you're depleted on so many levels, your minerals, um, your, obviously your sleep. Um, it's hard enough with one, but then you get multiple kids in there and you're, you're just depleted on so many levels. Um, I've had C-sections for both of my kids. One interesting place that has impacted for me that I'm that I still struggle with and I'm really working on is breathing properly. Um, if we can't get our breath regulated, that's going to keep us in a state of fight or flight and help it uh, or makes it harder for us to get into that healing state where we can actually recover and and where we have that margin to work on our mental health aspect of this. Um, so I have to work my C-section scars a lot to be able to get my diaphragm to descend properly upon inhale. And so many women just in that area alone are ignored. Um, they're like, okay, we just cut you open and now uh, go take care of a baby. And no, you don't need any physical therapy after this. And I've seen so many women, even 20 years later, who are highly impacted by their C-section scars. Sometimes um, the lymphatic drainage can be really helpful just for that puffiness around the scar. Um, that's helped me greatly uh, recovering from that surgery. But um, just depending on how somebody gave birth, if there was trauma involved, like all of that, everybody has a different story. And I do think that lymphatic drainage can help a lot of that. That's really cool. I, uh, I had abdominal repair surgery. So um in the abdomen and i also had i mean they, they corset you back together right at your diaphragm and breathing was something that was extremely difficult for me until um i learned how to massage my scars and get them more pliable so that i could use that space in my body again uh and breathing is something that i've 
studied and learned about, it is hard to remember all the time, to make it a habit, to make it a ritual and to make it routine. But yeah, breathing is so important because if you're always, <laughs> you straight up, your body's scared. That's where it goes, it's scared. Right, and you can't heal when you're scared. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. That's so insane. So but like uh, one thing for women, like, especially working that scar tissue, I know everybody has um, different thoughts around their scar, um, different memories around it. And sometimes that makes them physically not want to touch it. Um, or sometimes we just forget they're there because we're so busy moving through life. But scar tissue is one of the first places you have to work for general wellness. I mean, I work with the fascia day in and day out. And the one thing that impacts fascia is scar tissue. So, and, and sometimes working your scar tissue can, I mean, just you touch it, you are aware of it, you move it around, you lift it up a little bit, you can do it in the shower when you're taking a bath, but just acknowledge that it's there. And I, I know it's a process for a lot of women specifically, um, just acknowledging the scar is there and working on it and being at peace with it. That, yeah, that's another thing. Um, I, I, uh, I went, I have a therapist as well. And that was something we talked about was that, um, my body was different and I had this scar and I was very self-conscious and I, there was emotion behind this scar. And so it was touching it to make it pliable, but it started, the reason it started was touch it to become one with my body again, you know, cause I have a very significant scar on my body and it's just touch it to, reconnect to know that it's it's just it's part of you and it's not bad and it's not good but it is it is a part of you and when you can familiarize yourself with that scar and make it okay then you emotionally you're just better off that's mm -hmm. so you're so right that's so cool okay so <laughs> this one was good i really like the way you worded this one uh some of the most annoying myths in the health and wellness industry <laughs> there, there are so many. If you would read the nutrition label on the back of most health and wellness foods, you're like, this isn't, this isn't health and wellness at all. Um, I would encourage everybody just read labels and learn what those ingredients mean. Um, even in supplements, like you can get, a, there's a filler called maltodextrin and it just means they're putting garbage stuff in there and they'll make it sound healthy, but it's not. And so many different ingredients that you can see, research them, make sure you know what they are. Even um, like the different nut milks that are out there and oat milk, read the labels because they're putting those rancid seed oils in a lot of them. And those are really going to compromise your body's ability to heal, but they make them sound healthy on the label. I got to um, tell you a trick I learned real quick for you moms too. I get the canned coconut milk. It's coconut and water. And then I yep. put it in a jug and I add water to thin it out. The ingredient, I'm still, you know, water's contaminated, but the ingredients then are simply coconut and water. Because I read the label on the back of my almond milk and it was like 400 ingredients. And I looked one of them up and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not putting that in my body. Not yeah. in a No, but they sure do market it well, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know why you need all that junk. If you're thinking you want almond milk, it should be almond water, almond yeah. water. Oh, but We need to be vigilant in reading labels these days. They put so much garbage in there. And then you're storing that garbage in your body. That's the need mm -hmm. for lymphatic drainage. Uh, yes, and that brings me to the next myth that drives me nuts is the detox myth. 
people are like, oh, well, we can just drink these green drinks and it, it, it's our little three-day detox or we go on an all veggie detox. Um, I used to work in a lot of chiropractic clinics. And so obviously around the new year, they're promoting detoxes. And I remember one, they had a detox shake um, and it, it was made, it had a ton of so, uh, pea protein and other gross ingredients, but it gave everybody um, raging gas and horrible abdominal pain. Like nobody kept up with it. Like this is the, and, but people are like, oh, that that's just a side effect. I'm, I'm detoxing. This is good. But I was like, what if pea protein doesn't agree with your system, which it, it doesn't agree with most. And so many of these things that we consider healthy, or we, we do our green drinks and we eat our sweet potatoes and we switch out all our baking ingredients from regular flour to almond flour. If you have food sensitivities, even to healthy foods, um, that's not a good detox for your body. And in our day and age, we can't do a 21-day detox and just expect everything to be better. We're living in a day and age where detox needs to be part of our lifestyle. And that's um, getting these things out through each of those systems, the colon, the liver, your your bile, your lymphatic system, getting these things out on a regular basis and also reducing the toxic load that's coming into your body in the first place. That's so cool. Uh, this reminds me of something that I wanted to talk to you about. Like it just hit me. Uh, I recently went to Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within and they talked a lot about like detox fads aren't what you do, right? But literally like how to drain the toxins out of your body. And one of them was a specific breath work. They call it priming. And it's from that breath specialist that you see everywhere. He, I cannot remember his name, but he teaches you every morning you do this, like this breath and it's a specific way you do it. And it gives you an influx of all the oxygen you need for the day. And then it, they do say, you know, three times throughout the day, stop, diaphragmatic, breathe, get, get that oxygen in your body. But this specific breathing mechanism that we do every morning, my husband and I, uh, we're good about 75% of the time, but we do this every morning. And then also uh, a, regularly, almost every day, uh, we drink juiced celery. We just juice the celery ourselves because it, we're, uh, we learned that it does help release some of the mucus that you store up in your body. And, but and again, that's not a fad. That's not a like do it for 10 days, but like literally these little things you can do, like a breathing exercise, um, add like the juice celery is supposed to be, you know, my, my husband researched it in depth, really good for, for removing toxins from your body. I think it's gross, but it's eight ounces. I can drink it in one, <laughs> in one foul swoop, but just these little things that we can learn to do to greatly improve the way that we function every day. Yeah, and it's a lot so of that helpful. is taking less toxins and push toxins out. Like, that just seems common sense, but we don't know and we don't know how. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of people aren't, a lot of people talk about uh, bowel movements, but then once you get into liver and gallbladder and lymphatic system, people maybe know it, but they don't know how. And that's what I've loved um, about my job, being able to guide people through that. Um, you know, it's especially fun working on kids when you can get their lymph moving because they're so responsive. And I get a lot of kids... Um, these days, it seems like they're they're on their phones and computers and their heads are forward. I get a lot of kids who are very congested under the chin and around the neck. And um, 
this is kind of a blanket statement, but if you look at how many neurological problems are happening and and all sorts of things that are happening in kids' brains, there, there are tons of different factors that are impacting that. But I look like, wow, you're all clogged up here. Sometimes it feels like they have marbles under their chins. It's so congested and they're not sick. Um, and, and I'm just like, wow, if we can get that draining because your deep cervical lymph nodes are, are helping drain your brain and they're way back here. Um, but I always, if I can get my hands on kids, even my own two kids, I'm always working under that chin um, to help improve everything. But like, hey, let's get this, let's get this pathway cleared so your brain can get waste and toxins out of it. That's really cool. I, uh, my father died from early onset Alzheimer's and that's something that has always scared me. Although I'm not at high risk for it genetically, um, I do worry about toxins in my brain and I've reduced a lot of things that they say could lead to early onset Alzheimer's. But that is something that really fascinates me is if I can, you know, it's, it's toxins like anywhere else in your body. And if I can just have someone, you know, work on that system alone, cause I'm guilty, I'm guilty of being on my phone and looking down. So that's gotta be a hot mess in there. Well, have you ever heard of the glymphatic system? No. Oh, this <laughs> hello rabbit trails. Um, the glymphatic system is the uh, central nervous system, your brain and spinal cord. It's you, the, your central nervous system's dedicated waste removal system. So it's connected to the lymphatic system that's for the rest of the body. But the glymphatic system is just in the brain and it is most active. It's like it's like a power wash for your brain, but it's most active when you're sleeping. So when you get those deep restorative hours of sleep, that's one of the reasons why it's so powerful is because it, it's clearing your brain. That's awesome. I sleep really well. Good for you. <laughs> then you're already doing this. Yeah, yeah. I the the lymphatic system nights. is so cool. Yeah, I sleep mo I sleep really well, really well most nights. I definitely have had trouble here and there in the past, but that's something that my psychiatrist and I have talked about is with bipolar disorder the necessity for seven to nine hours of sleep, and I will fight for it. So yay, I'm doing something right in even another way. You're doing it great. That's the foundation of everything. Every bit of healing and detoxification and clearing waste and toxins from your brain. You've got it right there. Excellent. So that, that brings me to, to, I think, our wrap-up point. If you could tell all these moms listening three things, which we've touched on quite a few of them, but three things to do immediately, because if we do too much, we get overwhelmed. But aside from research, what are three things they can do today to greatly improve uh, their cellular health? Oh, this is even better than just today. This is like right now while you're listening. What you do, you sit up straight. And I always tell people, I'm like, so put bad. your heart into it. So all you're doing, you're lifting your sternum. You, you're lifting your heart like one to two inches. What that's going to do is open up your abdominal cavity so that your diaphragm can start descending properly upon inhale. When your diaphragm descends, not only are you starting to breathe properly, you're starting to pump lymph. And you're getting, you're getting that detox power. Um, the next thing, get your head into alignment over your shoulders. Um, because if we have that head forward posture, like I said, the, the lymph drains right behind the collarbones. We also, and this is a whole nother rabbit trail, the vagus nerve, um, that regulates the inflammatory response that regulates our body's response to stress. The vagus nerve exits the skull, um, in the jugular foramen or through it, I should say, that's right near the angle of your jaw. So, um, where, where your jaw bends, it's just behind that. Um, 
if we're putting pressure on the vagus nerve very close to where it originates because we have a head forward posture, you're already dysregulating stress and you're dysregulating the inflammatory response and you're clogging up lymph. So sternum lifted, head over your shoulders, and then breathe in through your nose for a count of maybe four, whatever your body lets you, and then double that exhalation time or make the exhale as long as possible. Um, I'll do like inhale for four, exhale for eight, but make sure you're doing that through your nose because that's gonna that has a ton of different benefits for you, but it's gonna help calm that stress response. It's gonna help your body produce nitric oxide, um, which has tons of benefits. Um, it's going to help move lymph. So then you're working on uh, detoxifying. It's going to do so many great things for you, but uh, really helping you get your body out of that fight or flight and into a place where it's going to give you the space and margin to heal. And that's the whole thing I work toward with people. Like, let's give your body that space and margin to heal. I work with people on a physiological level. Um, I'm not trained in um, things regarding mental health. I'm not licensed to do that, but if I can create or help people create space and margin in their bodies for that, they'll make a lot of progress in other areas. That's excellent. I've learned this exact thing and I forget and I'm a sloucher, right? Mm -hmm. But I've learned this exact thing, shoulders back, chest up, head, you know, square and the breathing, the four, eight, the four, eight is what I use. It's um, perfect. More than that. And I get dizzy. So I just use the four, eight till that discomfort level and then come back. So you've that got it. So cool. Moms. This is so easy to do. It's hard to remember, but once you make it routine. But if you set a timer for like every 15 minutes, it'll drive you nuts for a day. And then you don't even have to set a timer. You'll just hear it go off in your head and you reset. Just yeah. it doesn't take any extra time or effort, just a, a little bit of um, attention to it. But you can do it so quickly and your body, your body will learn and it will adapt and it will make the changes needed. So. Yeah, yeah super, simple, like two seconds. That's so cool. I have loved having you on, Heather. I um, This was fascinating to me. I know that, you know, as moms, we face so many things, but when we can learn little tips and tricks like this to make ourselves feel better and to be better, right, be healthier, we're going to be able to fight so many struggles a little bit stronger. So I appreciate that so much. Would you please share your website with us? My website is defyyourlimits.com. And if you go to the resources page, I've got everything there and you can check it out. And um, if you want to connect, you can do that as well. You can book a call with me. That's excellent. I will make sure to share that uh, link in the uh, in the description. So Heather, if you would stay on, we're going to say goodbye to the moms and then we will chat a little bit because uh, this has been absolutely fascinating. All right, moms. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope you learned something. I know I learned things and I was reminded of a few things, which is always good. So uh, learn more about your lymphatic system. Uh, my mother-in-law died from lymphoma and I think about these kind of things. And if you can do anything to prevent illness, you absolutely should. So again, moms, thank you so much for being here and we will see you next week. Hey moms, just to remember that I am not a mental health professional. This space is just for creating conversations. If you are in crisis, please call the National Crisis Hotline at 988. If you are in danger, 
please call 911 or go to your nearest emergency department. Talk to you soon.